Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by, and welcome to Xiaomi's 2020 fourth quarter and annual results announcement conference call. Today's conference is being recorded. If you have any objections, you may disconnect at this time. I would now like to hand the conference over to your host today, Mr. Yao Chen. Thank you. Please go ahead, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the investor conference call hosted by Xiaomi Corporation. Regarding the company's 2020 fourth quarter and annual results, I am Yale Chang, Investor Relations Director. Before we start the call, we would like to remind you that this call may include forward-looking statements, which are underlined by a number of risks and uncertainties, and may not be realized in the future for various reasons. Information about general market conditions is coming from a variety of sources outside of Xiaomi. This presentation also contains some unaudited, non-IFRS financial measures. That should be considered in addition to, but not as a substitute for, the company's financials prepared in accordance with IFRS. Joining us on the call today are Mr. Wang Xiang, partner and president of Xiaomi Corporation, and Mr. Alan Lam, chief financial officer and vice president of Xiaomi Corporation and deputy chairman of Airstar Digital Technology. To start, Mr. Lam will share strategic initiatives of the company and review the business and financial performance for the fourth quarter. And full year of 2020. Following that, we will move on to the Q&A session. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Allen. Thank you, Yao.、Uh, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us today.、Um, I'm very pleased to say that our business has delivered a very solid fourth quarter to end 2020. And I would like to use this call to share with you our latest、uh, business update. As you can see from the press release that we、uh, put out a couple of hours ago, in the fourth quarter of 2020, we continue our growth trajectory as our revenue grew 24.8% year over year to reach、uh, 70.5 billion RMB. We also recorded strong growth in our adjusted net profit, which increased to 3.2 billion RMB,、uh, which represents a Year-over-year year growth of 36.7 percent. In 2020, we achieved record revenue of 245 billion RMB, which was up 19.4 percent year-over-year in a very challenging market. While our adjusted net profit for the period increased to 13 billion RMB, which is a record for us,、uh, and a year-over-year year growth of 12.8 percent. All of our, rev- of our business segment delivered solid growth,、uh, reflecting the resilience of our business model in a very challenging market. I would also like to highlight the strong performance of our smartphone business、uh, in 2020. In particular, in the last quarter of the year, our global smartphone shipment maintained our top three position, with a market share of 12.1%, and we achieved the highest year-over-year shipment growth. Among the top five smartphone companies. Moreover, we expanded our global footprint. As of December 31, 2020, our smartphones were sold in more than 100 countries and regions globally. We continue to gain our market share in mainland China. Smartphone shipment rose to 12.2 million units in the fourth quarter of 2020, according to Canalyst, from 8.1 million units. In the fourth quarter of 2019, which was up 51.9 percent year over year. Correspondingly, as you can see from our presentation, our market share in mainland China rose to 14.6 percent in the fourth quarter of 2020, versus 10.7 percent in the fourth quarter of last year. We continue to strengthen our position in the premium smartphone market. In December 2020. We launched our flagship Mi 11, which, is the, which was the world's first smartphone to feature the Snapdragon 888 chipset. The shipment of Mi 11 in mainland China surpassed 1 million units within 21 days of launch. Notably, according to our information, more than 50% of Mi 11 users in the first month after our launch were new Xiaomi users. In 2020, as a whole, we sold about 10 million premium smartphones globally, which, in our definition, represent retail prices at or above 3,000 RMB in mainland China and 300 euro in equivalent overseas market. 
Um, the relentless pursuit of cutting-edge technology is part of our core values. In recognition of this, Heravate Analytics named us among the top 100 global innovators for the first, for the first consecutive year. A major testament to our advanced technology capability lies in the charging area. Following the successful launch of the 120-watt wired fast charging and the 80-watt Mi wireless charging technology in 2020, we launched the next generation remote charging technology, which we call Mi Air Charge in January 2021. Uh, this latest technology enables our users to remotely charge smartphones without any cables or wireless charging stands. In February, we launched our first quad-curved waterfall display concept smartphone, which featured an 88-degree hyper-quad-curved screen that extends to cover almost the entire frame of the smartphone. With a smartphone body free of ports or buttons, this futuristic design underscores another revolutionary exploration in the next generations of smartphones. And if you have watched the news, uh, we are going to have our next-gen uh, product launch next Monday. We are strategically expanding our retail channel as we seek to cover every county across mainland China and to make our Mi homes accessible to Mi fans everywhere. As of December 31st, 2020, we had over 3,200 retail stores, which was up over 1,000 stores from the end of September 2020. To ensure high operating efficiency, we are building a fully digitized new retail system to support these Mi homes. We are deploying our proprietary retail management platform to consolidate and analyze real-time data, including user traffic, including in-store sales, and including our inventory uh, to strengthen our stores and uh, to strengthen our store management. A lot of people are interested in our internet business. Uh, we are pleased to say that during the fourth quarter of 2020, we have completed the reorganization of our internet and, soft and software business units which consolidated our historical internet unit into three major units. Number one, the software and experience department, which focuses on enhancing our user experience and interconnectivity across devices for our UI operating system. Number two, the internet business department implements monetization strategies for our internet services, including content distribution, business cooperation, and marketing strategies. And number three, the data services platform is focused on enhancing big data analytics and leveraging our data to improve our business operations. We have appointed our next generation young talent to lead each of these internet departments. We believe this young management team will bring better experience to our users, help our internet service business grow, and create greater value for Xiaomi as a whole in the future. Now with that, uh, let's dive deeper into each of the segments. Uh, first, smarting, starting with smartphones. In the fourth quarter of 2020, our smartphone revenue increased 38.4% year over year to 42.6 billion RMB, ending the year on a very upbeat note. Smartphone revenue for the year was 152.2 billion RMB, which was up 24.6% year over year. If you look at the operating results in our smartphone business, for both the fourth quarter and for 2020 full year, we achieved year-over-year -year growth in, both, in all of smartphone shipments, ASP, and gross margin. As we increase our smartphone shipment globally, we're also selling a higher proportion of mid- to high-end phones and increase our 5G penetration, which helps to lift the average selling prices. We hope to further improve our product mix and achieve greater operating efficiency in 2021, which allows us to improve our smartphone gross margin. In mainland China, we further strengthen our leading position in the online channel. 
Our online smartphone market share increased to 29.5% in the fourth quarter of 2020, according to third-party statistics, um, from 17.1% a year ago. Additionally, our sales volumes during the single day and double 12 shopping festivals in 2020 ranked number one among Android smartphones on all major e-commerce platforms, including JD, Tmall, and Suning. As we continue to execute our dual brand strategy, we have become more firmly established in the premium smartphone market. Following the launch of the Mi 10 series, as I mentioned earlier, we expanded our premium brand portfolio with Mi 11, starting at prices Start, uh, with prices starting from 39.99 RMB, and it was very well received in the market, as, as I previously mentioned. Also, um, our launches of the Redmi Note 9 series, priced at or above 9.99 RMB, demonstrate our commitment to making smartphone, to making 5G and advanced technology accessible to the mass market. Now let's move on to the IoT and lifestyle products. Uh, we remain committed to our core smartphone times AIoT strategy, which continue to underpin our successful performance. At the same time, we've been very focused on improving our user experience by reducing our SKU last year. Anyway, leveraging our large user base and leading position in this market, our IoT and lifestyle product revenue increased 8.8% year over year to 21.1 billion RMB in the fourth quarter of 2020. As a leading consumer AIoT platform, we further expanded our global AIoT user base during the quarter. As of December 31st, 2020, the number of connected IoT devices on our AIoT platform reached 324.8 million, up 38% year over year. Moreover, the number of users who had five or more devices on Xiaomi's IoT platform exceeded 2 million uh, users for the first time, and it was up 52.9% year over year. In December, our AI assistant had 86.7 million MAU, an increase of 43.5% year over year. Also, our Mi Home app MAU reached 45 million, up 22.1% year over year. In the TV market, uh, we further strengthened our leadership position and further broadened our premium and ultra-large screen TV portfolio. Global shipment of our smart TVs reached 12 million units in 2020. According to AVC, our TV shipment in the fourth quarter of of over 27%. We have devoted more resources to our AI speaker and routers to enhance smartphone connectivity and to enhance interactive experiences. As you can see, the global shipment of our AI speakers exceeded 10 million units in 2020. Global shipment of our router exceeded 15 million units in 2020. Both of them are achieved leading market share in the Chinese market. We have also expanded our overseas footprint for IoT and lifestyle products as our brand has become more recognizable globally. Our IoT and lifestyle products were sold in more than 80 countries and regions in 2020. And products such as Mi Band, Mi Robot Vacuum Cleaner, and our electric scooters continue to be well received by overseas users. Looking ahead, we plan to capture a greater share of these overseas markets and bring a broader range of novel and innovative IoT products to an even bigger user base in the global market. Now let's move on to the internet services segment. In the fourth quarter of 2020, our internet services revenue increased 8.4% year over year 
to 6.2 billion RMB. In this quarter, our advertising revenue hit an historical high of 3.7 billion RMB, an increase of 23.1% year over year. Also, in the fourth quarter, our internet service margin rise to uh, 68.4%, which was an historical high, uh, due to a significant contribution from our advertising revenue, and as our fintech growth margin has recovered from, from, the, uh, from the lows in the early part of 2020. Our global MIUI MAU increased 28% year over year to 396.3 million in December 2020. In mainland China, the MAU of MIUI grew from 109.4 million in September 2020 to 111 million in December 2020, and further expanded to 114.5 million in January of 2021, which underscores a growing trend in our user base. Furthermore, if you look at our smart TV and Mi Box business, the MAU increased 48% year over year to over 40 million in December of 2020. We want to deliver the best quality user experience to our users. If you look at our latest MIUI 12.5 system, it enhances user experience further and further protects user privacy. To highlight a few improvements, MIUI 12.5 is faster, lighter, and smoother and has an improved dynamic design and interface. To increase privacy protection, it provides fuzzy location and other functions to avoid unnecessarily disclosing sensitive user information. An important feature of MIUI is also to facilitate cross-device collaboration, seamlessly synchronizing work between smartphones and laptops, which you'll see increasing features in 2021 as we launch our new series of laptop um, products. Our internet business overseas continue to grow rapidly. In the fourth quarter of 2020, overseas internet revenue increased 55.1% year over year and accounted for 14.1% of our total internet services revenue. This growth was boosted by increasing overseas smartphone sales volume and the expansion of our overseas user base. Talking about overseas, let's turn to the overseas market. In the fourth quarter, our overseas revenue grew 27.6% year over year to 33.8 billion RMB. Revenue from the overseas market reached 122.4 billion RMB in 2020, up 34.1% year over year. Our smartphone market position remained solid in major markets worldwide with our market share ranking number one in eight markets globally and among the top five in 54 markets, according to Canada's. Particularly, I would like to highlight our success in Europe. We ranked top three in Europe for the third consecutive quarter, while gaining strong growth momentum in Latin America. In the fourth quarter of last year, our smartphone shipment in Europe climbed 33.9%, and we had a market share of over 15%. Notably, we ranked number one in Central and Eastern Europe for the first time ever, and our smartphone shipment in the region increased 17.5% year over year, with a market share of close to 25%. We also retained our top spot among top three in Western Europe, as our smartphone shipment rose 57.3% year over year. Lastly, talking about Latin America, our smartphone shipment in Latin America surged 215.4% to achieve a market share of 9%, ranking number four in the region. As, a, as an effort to, incre uh, to increase our market share in the overseas market, I uh, would like to highlight uh, two two channels. Number one is our online online channel. We ship more than 16 million smartphones through the online channel in the overseas market. This is more than a 90% jump year over year. If you look at our carrier channel, 
in the overseas market, our smartphone shipment has, has already exceeded 9 million units, which represents a growth of over four times year over year. And if you look at the market share, it has increased to 7.4% in the fourth quarter of 2020. In the next few slides, I'd like to discuss our financials. As I mentioned before, in the fourth quarter, our revenue reached 70.5 billion RMB, which is up 24.8% year over year. In the fourth quarter, revenue from smartphone increased 38.4% year over year to 42.6 billion RMB. Revenue from IoT and lifestyle products grew to 21.1 billion RMB, which was up 8% year over year and 16.2% quarter over quarter. Our revenue from internet services reached 6.2 billion RMB, which was up 8.4% year over year and 7% quarter over quarter. Despite the pandemic and the global economic uncertainties, our total revenue increased 19.4% year over year to reach 245.9 billion RMB in 2020 which was driven by strong momentum in our smartphone business, as well as healthy performance from our IoT and internet services segments. Overall, our gross margins showed continuous improvements. Our overall gross margin increased to 16.1% in the fourth quarter of 2020, compared with 13.9% in the same period of 2019, and 14.1% in the prior quarter. If you look at the gross profit margin for our smartphone segment, it has rose to 10.5% in the fourth quarter from 7.8% in the fourth quarter of 2019, which was mainly due to the improvement of our product mix. The gross profit margin for our IoT and lifestyle products increased from 9.4% in the fourth quarter of 2020 to 12. strong growth in our IoT product with higher gross profit margin. As I mentioned before, the gross profit margin of our internet services segment increased to 68.4% in the fourth quarter due to a higher revenue contribution from our advertising business. We continue to step up our investment in brand building and R&D. Our operating ratio climbed to 13.4% in the fourth quarter of 2020 from 12.1% in the same period of 2019. Our R&D expenses totaled 9.3 billion in 2020, uh, which was up 23.5% year over year. As a summary, our adjusted net profit uh, went up to 3.2 billion in the fourth quarter of last year, which was up 36.7% year over year. And our adjusted net profit margin grew to 4.5% in the last quarter of last year. For 2020, despite increased investment, our adjusted net profit reached a record high of 13 billion RMB, up 12.8% year over year, and represent an overall net profit margin of 5.3% for the year. At the same time, we maintain our efficient approach to managing our working capital. Notably, our AR turnover days were relatively steady at 15 days in the fourth quarter of last year. The inventory turnover days was 58 days in the fourth quarter, compared with 54 days in the third quarter. Um, the cash conversion cycle was very healthy at minus 30 days. We continue to generate strong operating cash flow in our business. In the fourth quarter, Net cash generated from operating activities totaled 13.3 billion RMB, when the adjusted operating cash flow was 11.9 billion RMB. Net cash generated from operating activities reached 21.9 billion in 2020, and was 16.3 billion if you exclude the impact of our fintech business. Our enhanced cash position set us up with a solid foundation to capture better market opportunities. As you can see from this chart, as of the end of last year, we had cash resources of, of, of over 100 billion RMB, 
which was up 13, which was up, sorry, 63.5% year over year, thanks to strong operating cash flow and uh, our financing in the capital markets. Our strategic investments make remarkable achievements, with an increasing number of our investing companies having gone public in both mainland China and overseas in 2020. As of December 31st, 2020, we had invested in over 310 companies. In 2020, we generated an after-tax net gain of 2.2 billion from disposal of investments. As of the end of last year, the total value of our investments reached 67.3 billion RMB, which represents 3.2 Hong Kong dollar per share. We'll continue to build on our resources and advantage and invest aggressively to empower our ecosystem companies, which we, which we believe will generate deep business synergy and steer the evolution of smart manufacturing over time. Finally, I'd like to give everyone an update with regard to the ongoing litigation in the U.S. On January 14th of this year, the U.S. Department of Defense designated Xiaomi as a Communist Chinese Military Company, or CMC, CCMC, which would have prohibited U.S. investors or U.S. persons from investing in our securities. We believe that this designation is unlawful, and as such, on January 29th, we filed proceedings in the U.S. District Court against this designation. On March 12th, as all of you may have seen, uh, the court has agreed and has granted our motion for preliminary injunction, thereby removing restrictions on purchasing and holding Xiaomi securities by U.S. persons. We do believe that this decision, the decision to designate us as a CCMC, is arbitrary and capricious, and the judge agreed with us. We will continue to request that the court permanently remove that designation, and we will keep everyone updated of new developments. With this, uh, we've concluded our prepared remarks. We'd like to open it up for questions uh, from, the, from the investors. Thank you, Alan. We will now proceed to the Q&A session. Please limit your questions to a maximum of two so that we could allow more investors to ask their questions. Thank you. The Q&A session is now open. To register your questions, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you wish to cancel your question, please press star 2. Our first question comes from Gokul Hariharan with JP Morgan Hong Kong. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, thanks for taking the question. Congrats on the good resource management team. Uh, my first question uh, is regarding um, uh, the uh, monetization uh, in overseas markets. Uh, looks like that seems to be picking up quite steadily. Was about 12% of revenues in Q3. Looks like about 14%, uh, growing at about 55%. Could we talk a little bit about what are the avenues that you're exploring in terms of monetization? Uh, and uh, could you also talk a little bit about what is, what is in store for the future? That's my first question. Uh, second question is uh, specific to China. Uh, we have seen uh, fairly good market share gains in the last uh, uh, several months, uh, going from 10% to 14 15% market share. Uh, MAU is just starting to grow. So how should uh, we and investors think about the relationship uh, between Xiaomi's smartphone share gain uh, and uh, China MAU growth, given that that's going to be one of the key drivers for internet services growth in China? Thank you. Okay, this is a shot. Maybe I, I, will, I will give uh, my, uh, my comment and then uh, Alan will add. So the the first question is related to the uh, uh, internet uh, service revenue overseas, right? So I think uh, officially we have not officially started the monetization uh, outside of China, but because of our strong growth of a smartphone business, because of the market share increase in many many regions, especially in uh, European regions that would generate uh, very healthy uh, internet service revenue growth. And uh, at the same time, actually, we are um, building a partnership uh, with the, uh, the local uh, players uh, 
uh, try to build an ecosystem for the future uh, to further monetize our uh, the our our, our business actually uh, our overseas internet service business overseas in the overseas market. Uh, that's uh, that's the uh, the answer. We'll see a very very healthy and uh, and a strong growth in that segment. So uh, the second question is related to China. Uh, Maybe uh, of course in China you see uh, we have very healthy MAU growth, uh, and also not only uh, because of the MAU increase, and also because we are driving uh, more. Uh, High, high end and the premium tier smartphones that will also help to generate higher uh, ARPU from the internet services, for example, gaming and, and other services. And also, we continue to uh, increase our uh, MAU not only on smartphones but also on smart TVs. That's also help us to to have a more uh, service opportunities. Uh, to our users, that's the major reason for the uh, for the growth. Yeah, hey, Coco, I, it's Alan. Um, I supplement uh, what um, Xiang Zhong has said in a couple of ways. In the overseas market, obviously, we're exploring different ways of monetizing further, right? whether it's gaming, whether it's advertising. We saw quite healthy growth in our browser business, actually, uh, in the overseas market. Um, so that's number one, and we'll continue to explore other ways to, to monetize that further. Uh, but as you can see, I think the, 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 the growth in our user base allowed us to have extract a higher percentage of our uh, internet services business in the overseas market. In China, um, I mean, obviously we understand a lot of your, your analyst concerns about our Chinese monetization, and that's why we, we decided to put in the January 2021 uh, MAU numbers. Um, as I said, as I mentioned before, the Mi, Mi 11, uh, a lot of the users come from new Xiaomi users, uh, which allow us to uh, to grow our MAU base, and we continue to see quite healthy trend in February and in March uh, of that MAU numbers. Um, so that that's part number one. Point number two is on the premium side, um, we've also seen a much higher monetization uh, in our premium smartphones versus our entry level smartphones in terms of internet service. Right, uh, I think I think the the gaming revenue as we as we look at Mi 11 uh, versus some of the uh, uh, other phones, it has been uh, it has uh, it has monetized very well. Uh, in fact, it's multiple times over some of the other other phone models. Uh, number one. Number two is also I think uh, if you look at the pre pre low pre low revenue, uh, pre low um, ARPU coming from uh, the, the the premium smartphones, it's also much higher than. Uh, uh, the other kind of entry-level smartphones. So, so with that, I think hopefully, if, as we continue uh, to penetrate uh, the, the, the the premium side of the market, uh, we continue to see higher monetization uh, in our internet services revenue. I mean, at the same time, I, I'll caveat by saying that we've also been trying very hard to improve user experience uh, by by you know by um, by streamlining some of our advertising space. So, um, you know, I think this is kind of a balancing act over the years. But I think we we see very healthy um, advertising revenue this year. Um, you know, gaming has all I mean has been. You know, I think we have to see the the effect from um, from uh, from some of the uh, new revenue sharing model uh, going away. Um, and then um, and then um, before before the growth will start, I think second half of this year. And then uh, I think that you know we we obviously exploring other other monetization avenue like Shang Zhong said in the TV market when we when we have where we have a. Uh, a very good market share. Got it. Uh, that's very helpful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Chen Shudong of CICC. Please go ahead. Thank you. Hi, management. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, my first question is uh, about the gross profit margin. Your gross profit margin in fourth quarter is very strong, especially for smartphone, which increased to 10.5%. What's behind this positive change? And uh, how much of foreign exchange affect this? And how can we forecast gross profit margin in 2021, since there is some prices of semis or raw materials goes up a lot? That's my first question, and I will have a follow-up. Thank you. So, uh, 
Yes, we have a very strong uh, growth margin increase in Q4. I think uh, the, uh, the the reason, the major reason uh, is number one, uh, the product mix. While we are we are we are shipping more and more uh, premium tier smartphones to the market, uh, so let's uh, generate more uh, uh, profit. Uh, that's a one. Number two is uh, uh, that's a, pro- a product mix. Uh, number two is because of the shortage. Uh, so we we are we were not very aggressive on marketing or promotions. So that's uh, that's also help us to uh, to have a higher uh, gross margin. Uh, I, I think in the future we'll continue to uh, to offer more and more uh, premium tier smartphones. So we will uh, uh, d- even during the uh, the. Uh, the, the challenge uh, period of the supply, I think we, we wanna want to do a, uh, carefully use our resources. Uh, we hope we can uh, we can uh, uh, maintain a healthy uh, growth margin. Okay, thanks. And my uh, second question is about the offline store. Since the offline store will be a very key strategy to improve premium and market, especially in China, could you tell us uh, what's your plan and strategy for opening those stores, especially in third-tier or fourth-tier cities in China? Thanks. Yeah, we have a plan uh, to to cover all the counties of China with uh, with uh, uh, Xiaomi stores. So we are uh, on track. As a one side, we continue to build more stores. Actually, uh, even more importantly, uh, not only building more stores, but also we 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 use our uh, we build a, our own system to manage the stores. Uh, we we, uh, we 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 will have a uh, we design a system to track the traffic and also the uh, uh, the sales of each store, so that we can. Uh, improve the efficiency of the sales channel. This is a, a long-term strategy for Xiaomi offline sales, for Xiaomi offline sales. I think uh, uh, in, in the uh, 2021, uh, we will uh, we'll build more and more stores. In the tier two, uh, in the tier three, tier four, tier five cities to cover almost every country, that's the, that's the goal. I think with respect to our offline store strategy, obviously we are approaching it from a relatively asset light uh, approach as well. Uh, we rely on a lot of our partners uh, to open the stores and we'll support it with our system to, en- to enable them to achieve the same level of operating efficiency that we achieve in our own stores. So I think uh, the, the plan is obviously to build it, uh, you know, uh, to have an aggressive plan of building the the, 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 the the store network out uh, to compete with um, uh, some of our competitors. But at the same time, I think we will maintain a relatively asset-like approach, uh, and but using our system to enable our partners to achieve uh, the same level of operating efficiency, if that makes sense. Thanks, that helped a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Kina Wong with Credit Suisse. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thanks for uh, taking my questions. Um, so the first question, actually, I would like to ask um, the, strategy, the strategy of like uh, the company in order to um, acquire some of the ecosystem company, like um, just the announcement of Zimi. Uh, um, so uh, we'd like to know the uh, intention and how to compete the uh, LISCO portfolio um, in the IoT business. That's the first question in terms of IoT strategy. The second thing is about uh, we see the growth in the IoT business. Sounds of like uh, sounds a bit lower in terms of like uh, third quarter recovery. Um, what's the reason behind and how should we see the growth momentum in 2021? Uh, what's the plan for the product launch and 
how the company to um, achieve uh, further uh, product expansion and also market expansion. Thanks. Sure. Uh, thanks, Kina. I think on, on Zimi, I think uh, I'll note a couple of things, and thanks for pointing this out. We did, uh, we did release a, a circular today that said we're going to acquire the remaining 50.1% uh, of Zimi that we didn't own already. Um, so, so first of all, um, as a background, we, we spent uh, one point, basically call it 100 million last year, US dollars, to acquire 27.4% of Zimi. Um, which, um, because we have some existing ownership, which took us to 49.9%. Um, that was last year. And this year we're spending quite two, 200 million to acquire the remaining uh, portion, uh, which if you do the math, it's actually the same valuation as a, as a year ago uh, when Zimi has continued to grow. Um, the reason for acquiring Zimi is because uh, we do think that they have um, a number of core competence that, that we like especially in terms of IoT, the R&D and product development capabilities in the IoT segment, um, particularly in uh, power management, which will help us achieve a, a you know, um, which we can leverage uh, looking uh, with our own IoT portfolios that we, that we manufactured, um, you know, as well as, you know, uh, whether we can have their, you know, battery management systems to help us uh, further lower costs. Um, so I think that that will help us enhance our ecosystem competitiveness, um, you know, and in the future. Um, and also, they think they have, you know, not only is their product development capability, they also have their own kind of supply chain management systems that can that can help us. Um, and so I think that, you know, we will selectively look at other opportunities, although obviously there's nothing in mind at this point. Um, but as we further develop our smartphone times AIoT strategy, I mean, I mean, obviously it's core to own some of the core IP and R&D capability so that we can build out that uh, portfolio further. Uh, second, with respect to IoT business, uh, I think two things impacted the growth this year. Number one is obviously the, pan the pandemic, uh, which uh, delayed the rollout of some of the, uh, the larger kind of white good products earlier part of this year. Um, which we see, which we're seeing picking up uh, in the second half. Um, second is we have been trying to, um, you know, optimize uh, the number of SDKs to focus on those that are more focused, connected to our smartphone business. Uh, that, that, that's why we, we we have deliberately tried to manage uh, the, the 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 number of SKUs that we have in our portfolio. Uh, one to further enhance the interconnectivity. Uh, with the with the smartphone, and second to help enhance uh, user experience, like how we do it for our internet business. In the in the in the first quarter of this year, we have already seen a very significant pickup in the IoT business. I think, um, especially uh, you know the, the the peak seasons for some of the white goods are in the first half, in the first quarter before Chinese New Year, and we've seen some of them uh, shipping very well. Um, you know, uh, and, and if you can see our TV, which we launched our Redmi TV uh, last month, I think it's also been selling quite well. So we're seeing a pretty significant recovery in that business uh, in, the, in the first quarter. And also, second thing is, is obviously, as I, as I mentioned before in my, uh, in my prepared remarks, uh, we have seen or we are going to expand aggressively into the overseas business. We already have a pretty significant business last year. Uh, and in the overseas IoT business, and we'll continue to uh, uh, focus on that. Again, leveraging on our smartphone market share, our brand name, uh, to uh, to get more of our IoT products overseas. Got you, thanks, Alan. Thank you. Our next question comes from Yu Yingbo with Citix. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, my first question is uh, about the internet sector. Uh, take the internet sector as an overall. Uh, we find that uh, uh, the cell phone companies feel difficulties in the game area uh, in the second quarter, uh, second half last year. But, uh, however, we still got a double-digit increase in internet revenue. So we think that that is good. Could you please give us more colors on 
uh, this year's internet uh, revenue increase? Uh, this is my first question. And the second one related to AIoT, um, we noticed that some third-party AIoT path companies is trying to enlarge their exposure in AIoT area to empower or enable more um, home appliance companies to to be connected in, uh, in in this area. So, how do you see this kind of competition uh, with our AIoT? And considering the competition, uh, will we be more ambitious in the AIoT area? Uh, and uh, uh, what's more, how do we? Uh, another um, uh, question: How we consider about it, uh, another AIoT uh, like auto? Because auto is uh, very uh, interesting AIoT area. Uh, investors are curious about. So, thank you. Sure. Um, uh, let me take the uh, internet question first. I think we'll continue to see uh, a pretty healthy growth in our internet business this year. Um, I think, I mean, obviously our internet business has a lot of different components. And I think last year the, uh, the growth was certainly impacted by our fintech business uh, because uh, as we try to, uh, as we continue to reduce our balance sheet uh, usage, um, so, so, um, so you've seen a corresponding decrease in revenue in our fintech business. Um, but I think in the second half of last year, we already seen, you know, although the revenue decreased, continued to decrease for fintech business on a year-over-year basis, but the margin has improved uh, as we uh, as just shifted to to a more kind of platform business as opposed to a, a balance sheet business, um, and we expect that to continue this year. Um, so if you look at uh, our 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 internet business this year, we are quite optimistic. But we do got we'll, we'll get hit in a couple of ways. I think um, number one in our uh, in our gaming business, when year over year comparison in the first half will be very difficult, just given um, uh, last year it was uh, it was a good first quarter uh, in the gaming business due to the pandemic, um, uh, and also on the fintech business again as we continue to shrink our balance sheet usage, uh, uh, the the top line will decrease, but the the, the margin will will continue to improve. Uh, so I think that the, that, that's the first uh, part. Second part is obviously, as we mentioned before, as our shipments continue to grow, uh, we do expect the advertising revenue uh, to pick up as a result. Um, and as our premium segment of our smartphone continue to grow, we do expect the, the, uh, the, the revenue to increase disproportionately versus some of the uh, entry phones. And also uh, on the TV side, as we continue to uh, maintain our leadership position in TV, um, you, we, we, are, we are looking at, you know, beyond just kind of advertising, is there other ways to monetize in terms of content and, uh, and other, other sources? So, so I think that uh, we are quite optimistic about the, the Internet business as a whole. In terms of the AIoT competition, I mean, obviously, uh, I think our success has certainly led to many of our competitors wanting to get into this area. Um, uh, I, I think we, we are differentiated in a couple of ways. Uh, number one is, is obviously the connectivity that, that we're exploring for all of our AIoT businesses, uh, AIoT products with, with, with our smartphones. So, um, so, so, so not only are we just producing kind of a battle for money uh, consumer electronics products, but we're also exploring the interconnectivity between devices and between our cell phones, right? So, so that, that's something that I think will have a competitive advantage over some of the other players that, that, that simply make you know, one product or, or a couple of products. They don't have the portfolio uh, 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 to compete with us. Right? Um, I think, uh, I think that, 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 that's the first part. Uh, second part, obviously, as, as, we, as you know, um, we do our ecosystem product, ALT product, a lot uh, from our investments, from our ecosystems. And, and so I think we do have a big network of, of people doing R&D for us. So it's not just, it's not just um, you know, it's not just our own R&D. I mean, obviously we, we have to have our own core R&D, but at the same time, through our, you know, 300 plus investee companies, uh, more than 100 are focused on ecosystem products. I mean, I think, I think we're using that and leveraging their R&D capability, leveraging their network to help us build uh, better products for our users. Yeah. Just add one more thing. Uh, we are uh, 
putting a lot of efforts to improve the user experience uh, with our smartphones and the ALT products. So not only in the connectivity side, but also the user experience. So for example, the smartphone can very, very easily and smoothly uh, connected to uh, uh, different screens to share content uh, among different uh, screens and uh, devices. And also, we we uh, we use a one simple app to manage all the uh, uh, IoT product variables uh, in your home on the go. So I think uh, that's the uh, uniqueness of of our uh, business. We we'll continue to invest into that area. We are still uh, the largest uh, AIoT uh, platform in the world. Uh, so. Uh, uh, yeah, we we will focus on the uh, user experience improvement. I think that's a, that's the strength of us. Okay. Ah, uh, thanks, Xiangzhuan and Alan. Could you um could you please talk a little bit a little bit more on auto? So uh, yeah, we 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 made announcement. We made a notice right in the uh, in the Hong Kong. Yeah, so so we put we put out the announcement yeah. saying that we haven't really established an internal project on on making electric vehicles. So um, there's, there's not much else we can say about that at this point. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That's helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Frank Hur with HSBC. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, I have two. The first is about the uh, GP margin on the smartphone. So given the current uh, very tight uh, chip supplies and also some chip shortages so across the supply chain, so just wonder uh, what's the strategy for Xiaomi to secure enough or uh, sufficient uh, chip supplies and whether there's any uh, cost pressures uh, related to uh, our, our smartphone and IoT business? Um, thanks. So yes, uh, this is uh, uh, right now we are we are in the uh, shortage. So not only us, the whole industry uh, is in the uh, in the challenge of the shortage. So this is uh, I think uh, in the in the this is a very normal in the semiconductor industry. Every couple of years, maybe three to four years, uh, the industry will will have the the similar challenges. But this time. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very serious, but what we can do is we work with our uh, suppliers very, very closely to optimize uh, the supply and also the, uh, uh, carefully manage our product launch uh, schedule so that we can make up, uh, how to say, uh, to match to the supply, to continuously improve the efficiency, carefully use the, uh, the capacity uh, or resources we have. Another thing I want to mention is uh, we actually uh, have a very, very strong growth in the uh, 2021. So uh, even uh, during this shortage, we'll continue to grow our business. We'll see a strong growth. We are working the, uh, with the major suppliers uh, very, very uh, carefully. So uh, we, we are... Uh, I think we, we, we stay confident uh, for the year 2021 for the business growth, not only in smartphones, but also IoT products in China and also outside of China. Okay. Uh, and then my second question is about the, uh, the offline versus online distribution channel sales. Uh, given you are ramping up the offline uh, channels in the lower tier cities, uh, do you have any target regarding the uh, sales contribution from offline uh, in China in this year or maybe in the coming few years? Um, and also, what's the implication on the, on the margin side? Uh, do we see any uh, positive or negative impact uh, from this uh, sales mix changes? So our target is to have a Xiaomi store in every county of China. This is, a, this is our plan for a China domestic market. So we are working on those plans on the execution side. So we see a strong momentum uh, for the uh, the increase of our, our offline stores. 
not only uh, the number of stores, but also uh, the uh, the IT system to manage those stores, so that we we design that system so that we can track on daily basis of our uh, activations, sell in, sell out, uh, so um, so that we can improve the efficiency. That's the uh, the key part uh, of our business model. So uh, yeah, this is a what we are doing now. So uh, yeah, I think uh, you see our uh, the uh, gross margin uh, increase in Q4. Uh, this is because of the shortage and also uh, the product mix. So we'll continue to optimize uh, the, the, our cost structure so that we can uh, offer more and more very, very attractive product to the consumer. That's a, that's our plan. Okay, thank you. And just a very quick follow-up on the Zimi acquisition. Uh, so just to make sure, sure uh, clear that it is uh, consolidated uh, starting from this month, or uh, it, it will not be consolidated. And uh, is that possible to discuss a bit about the revenue side uh, last year? Thank you. Oh. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, well, I mean, we, we still have to go through um, the, the final process before closing. We are hopeful that the closing will be in the first quarter of this year. So after that, we'll, we'll consolidate Zimi as a 100% as a owned subsidiary. But, but um, you know, it's not going to be a very significant, um, you know, uh, impact to our, to our, to our PNL. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. We now invite the last question, which will come from Robert Chen with Merrill Lynch in Hong Kong. Please go ahead. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, thanks, management, on the good result. Uh, my, my question is on the Internet side. Uh, I think in the fourth quarter, uh, the Internet gross margin reached to 68.4%. Uh, this is much higher than, than, than the, the third quarter, even the same time last year. At that time, it's basically only 60 to 63%. So we want to know what's the main reason on the high margin on the internet basis. And can we expect this kind of margin going forward? Uh, and it's also on the internet, it's basically on the revenue growth side. Because of you, you, if we're looking at this year, um, the, the, the value-added revenue uh, in fourth quarter, value-added revenue um, actually declined 11%. Um, and uh, the the so so if we going forward to looking at the business, um, I mean the only one has higher growth, I think advertisement. So and the gaming is actually is, is also not really growing. So can we say I mean because of Alan mentioned about I mean CMA passive on internet, but can we say the really high growth they are more counting on from advertisement? Okay, I think that's my question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, Robert. I think. Um, I mean, as I, as I mentioned before, I think Q4, uh, the, the gross margin for the internet business was really driven by product mixed in a way, right? Being, being the advertising uh, revenue being a bigger, you know, a, a pretty high proportion of our, of that business, number one. And also number two, as the fintech business, as I mentioned before, uh, has improved in, in their gross margin over, over the, over the, the few quarters. Um, is that sustainable going forward? We would like to think that, you know, over time we would like to make sure that the the internet business become more balanced in terms of their portfolio, right? With a fair mix from advertising, with a fair mix from uh, uh, from games and other value added services. So with that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, you know, I mean, obviously, I like I like to say we can achieve a higher gross margin, but. I like to be optimist. Uh, I like to optimize our portfolio as well, and make sure that we have a healthy mix between advertising and gaming and and other and other other value added services. If that makes sense. Mm, okay. Yeah. Probably another follow up is also on the margin side because of the. I mean, like Xiang Zhong say right now. I mean, basically a lot of components in shortage, especially IC. Um, have Have you think about the the, the, the impact? Because of a lot of component pricing recently, it's all go higher, the chipset and the and the CGR this component. I mean, do we expect the the this will impact margin uh, on the 
on the on the basically second quarter or even even the whole year this year. Thank you. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah we will continue to optimize the cost of our uh, hardware devices. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. We'll continue to do that. But we know uh, during the shortage, a lot of uh, uh, increase of our cost because of the shortage. Uh, to be very honest, we will, we will do our best uh, to uh, to offer uh, the best price we can to our consumers. But sometimes uh, we may uh, the consumer may uh, we, we may we may have to pass part of the uh, the cost increase to the consumer uh, on, on on the uh, different cases in the different cases. So uh, we we will continue actually to monitor. Uh, the uh, uh, the cost impact on our hardwares, but so far we are we are we are doing okay. We feel pressure, but we are we are working okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This concludes the conference call today. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us. You may now disconnect. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.